Good afternoon, church family. I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. I am so glad that you have joined me for this week's manna. Uh, this coming up Sunday is Pentecost Sunday, a very important Sunday in the life of the church. And I thought we would go uh, to that scripture in the book of Acts and read from it. And I offer just some food for thought for, for this Sunday. So let me offer a word of prayer for us, please, and then we will begin. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, as we take this time to feed our soul, O oh God, uh, let us always be mindful, Lord, of your presence, Lord, of you uh, speaking, Lord, in and through your word. Lord, bless this time for those who are uh, watching, whether it be today or uh, at their leisure, O oh God, I pray that it is, in fact, manna from heaven above for their soul. Bless this time now and those who receive it. In Jesus we pray. Amen. So the uh, text that I'm going to be turning to for this Pentecost Sunday will be from the book of Acts, which is a continuation of the book of Luke. It continues that story about the Christian faith. Acts chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 1 through 21. So I invite you to read along with me the coming of the Holy Spirit. Hear now these words. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men, from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together, and were confused, because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look! Are there not all of these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the other parts of Libya adjoining Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own language the wonderful works of God. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others mocking them, and they are full of new wine. And here's Peter's sermon beginning in verse 14. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, raised his voice and said to them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you, and heed my words, for these are not drunk, as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out out of my spirit 
on all flesh, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my men servants and on my maid servants I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. I will show wonders in heaven above, and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness, and the moon into blood, before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Church, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen and amen. So the, the, one, the one thing that I wanted to mention that really struck me about uh, this particular season of the church is that we, we must never forget uh, that uh, Pentecost happened, that there is biblical evidence of the Holy Spirit anointing the believers, those that body, those people becoming the church that, of course, we all know is much more, is defined as much more than a building with walls. It is the people. It happens here. So uh, it, it is very important. It's vitally important that we land on this scripture and that you hear from your preacher, okay, about the birth of the church. It needs to be recognized. It needs to be highlighted. This is the very birth from uh, the, the Spirit of God. It has a beginning, and that's very important. We, we can't take for granted now uh, that the world, um, that people who are walking into the church know that the church had a beginning, uh, and where that beginning is in the book of Acts. So we must land there. We must never fly over this text, okay, or take for granted that uh, uh, people outside of the church know this. Even the people that are coming into the church, it, it's important that we visit and revisit this text time and time again. That's why we put so much emphasis from uh, the altar space to the colors, which, by the way, Pentecost, red, uh, tongues of fire, very important. It all has symbolism, but, but two, it's pointing to the birth of the church. So I, I wanted to mention that, and I, and I, I, I certainly uh, don't, don't ever want to take uh, anything uh, for granted uh, ever. So I, I wanted to, to offer that. Two, I, I wanted to mention something that uh, that that I, I found helpful. I hope you do too. So there, of course, is mention of uh, different groups of people from different locations. Often uh, people, uh, there's no mention of a last name. Uh, in Scripture, but there is a region, there is an area attached to a person's name, and, and I thought it would be helpful to know a little bit about the nations of Pentecost who was gathered there. So ju just kind of to, to recap for a minute, uh, the Scripture says, and I'm going to pick up with verse 7 of chapter 2 in the book of Acts, it says this, 
then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all of these who speak Galileans? And now it is that we hear each in our own language in which we were born. Parthians and Medes and Elamites, those dwelling in Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya joining Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, uh, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them speaking in our own tongue the wonderful works of God. Okay, ju just to, to mention, and, and those, um, if you're not familiar with with those with those locations, they're 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 difficult uh, to even pronounce. So, uh, hopefully, with my uh, Pineville uh, twang, I, I I said them somewhat uh, correctly there. So, uh, but but just mention here the nations of Pentecost. So, in the first century, Jewish communities were primarily located in the Eastern Roman Empire, where Greek was the common language. There were Jewish communities as far west as Italy and as far east as Babylonia. In addition to people from the nation shown here, those present on the day of Pentecost from Acts 2, 9-11, including visitors from Mesopotamia and even further east from Parthia, Media, or Media, and Elam, which is E-L-A-M, which is present-day Iran. So God is reaching uh, far, far and wide here. So just wanted to give you uh, that, uh, that, that tidbit. What, what I, what I want to focus on for Sunday is a promise that is being uh, fulfilled. And another thing that, that I want to speak to you about it and, and offer uh, it is simply this that uh, that uh, Pentecostal power of uh, the fire of the Holy Spirit that still exists today in the church so so w when the Holy Spirit uh, laid those tongues of fire upon the believers I, I, I want us to think uh, about that moment in Scripture, not as something of a bygone era, but that very much uh, it can and will happen for the church today. And, and you can really use that as a litmus test uh, to see, hey, are we, are we in fact a vital church? So I, I, I wanted to wanted to mention uh, that for. Uh, Sunday as well. Let, let me just mention one other thing that I found uh, interesting here. Um, I, I've got this great uh, Nelson Study Bible, uh, New King James Version, multiple, multiple translations out there, but there's always a, a word focus often uh, in these pages. So I, I wanted to speak just a moment about foreknowledge, okay? About foreknowledge. So the Greek for foreknowledge is uh, prognosis, okay? P R O G N O I, excuse me, S I S, P R O G N O S I S, okay? 
The Greek term indicates knowledge beforehand, either of things that are seen or things that are intended or arranged. These meanings are illustrated, for instance, in Acts 26.5, Romans 11.2, 1 Peter 1 and 2, uh, 2 Peter 3.17. So in the present context, the word denotes God's knowledge of His Son's death on the cross long before the event occurred. This is clearly affirmed by Peter, okay, uh, and is an implication of Revelation 13.8. Jesus' death for our redemption was not an afterthought. It was a part of God's eternal plan for knowledge. Give, give that Give that some give that some thought. Foreknowledge. God had the foreknowledge. Very important there. And and in Peter's sermon he uh, he makes mention of that. So I, I will leave it there for uh, this day and our time together, but I, I, I do want you to go back and to read uh, this text. Get familiar with it for uh, Sunday, but there is a a promise from the prophet Joel that I wanted to uh, make mention there that uh, very much uh, relates and is connected uh, to uh, our lives today and to uh, the Holy Spirit's power and movement in our church and in the universal church for us this day. So, with all of that said, church. Let me leave you with a word of prayer, please. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, your Holy Spirit, Lord, is uh, very present, Lord, very alive. Lord, so often, Lord, we, Lord, are forgetful. We are. All of us, Lord, are forgetful. So it's important, Lord, to pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, Lord, to invite, Lord, the Holy Spirit into what we do in terms of our lives with you, whether it be worshiping, whether it be serving, whether it be reading your word, Lord. We pray the Holy Spirit, Lord, into those details, and we tell Satan to get behind us, Lord, and to uh, remove Satan even from the uh, life equation, Lord. And when we get in the habit of doing that, oh God, we can uh, feel and know and see and experience the Holy Spirit's power. So, Lord, um, for those churches, Lord, that need a boost, Lord, uh, we pray the Holy Spirit upon them. For those vital churches, we pray the Holy Spirit upon them. For Benton Methodist Church, we pray a divine shepherd's dome, Lord, upon our church. Lord, we pray the Holy Spirit into every ministry, every staff, every church member, each and every facet of what we do for Jesus Christ. Lord, we pray the Holy Spirit's hand upon upon that. For we want to glorify you, Lord, for we want to grow. We want to be vital in the name of Jesus Christ, and we need the Holy Spirit's fire 
to do that. So we invite you in, Lord. With you there is victory. And we ask this uh, always in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Church, you have a blessed and wonderful day, and I will look forward to seeing you uh, Sunday, which will be our Memorial Day weekend as well as Pentecost Sunday. God bless you. Take care.